Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. The Tim Hill Thirsty Thursday live stream from 7 until 9 weekly. Here's your host, Tim Hill. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Thursday live stream special. This week we're talking, um, what are we talking? Yes, veteran suicide awareness. So what are we talking? We've got guests coming in. So question for you guys. Have you ever had suicidal thoughts? Yes, stick around. Have you ever been depressed? Do you sometimes feel as though the world's on top of you? These are all things that we can help with. I've got some terrific guests coming on this evening. Um, we're going to talk through some of these issues, which um, which may help. So stick around uh, and we'll get going. Okay, right, where are we? Let's put some context into this. Um, I'm going to start by, I'm just going to show you some statistics. So I'm going to pull this up first, just to give you a, a, an idea of the suicide rates. Now, these figures come from the, the ONS. They've been compiled by, I got these off of, uh, the Samaritans, and I'll show you something of the Samaritans later. Up until just recently, the government have said that uh, the, 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 they're not showing the veterans. Um, they just lumped them in with everybody. On average, um, in a year, there's somewhere in the region between five and 6,000 people uh, in England taking their own lives. And you can see on that graph that it's it has been on the increase. And clearly there are, there are a lot more males than there are females taking their lives. And it's a similar picture um, across, uh, across the country. So, for instance, in Wales, the numbers there again have been going up. Again, up until recently, they haven't been recording whether they're veterans or not. Um, and I'll come to that in shortly. Scotland, again, um, there are 20, 20 fewer, apparently. It's a wonder. It just depends on how they recorded. However, they're not recorded as a suicide death until the coroner has carried out their investigation. So you just need to bear that in mind. Again, in Northern Ireland, the figures, are, are, I mean, are, they're unnecessary, really. With the amount of help out there, people shouldn't be going down this road. And it's just a tragedy. And the veterans community are a large portion of 
that that we can tell. This is for the armed forces since 1984, and the numbers uh, have been fairly sort of steady through the the rough years and if if we come forward i think they're not really showing um a significant increase at the moment i think that's to come if you look at the sort of the numbers here this was um from sort of 84 to 95 go up to 2000 that's probably the northern ireland falklands issues they're starting to come forward now there's still veterans from the falklands that are suffering that are taking their lives so Across the, the, the armed forces, I mean, there's the breakdown. The vast majority are army that have been taking their lives. Probably because they are the ones that see more action. Um, and that's possibly some of the reasons why they're seeing it. And the methods of suicide, uh, that's been recorded as well. So it seems like hanging, strangulation and suffocation is the most popular way of doing it. And using firearms uh, is down the bottom, probably because it's slightly harder to get hold of. So we can go through that in some detail at a later stage. But what I'd like to do is bring in my first guest. So, Valletta. Boom, you're in the room. <laughs> Good evening, Tim. Nice to see you tonight. And you, darling. How have you been? Uh, very well, thank you. Been busy working during the day and um, looking after Muzzy. So, yeah, very well, thank you. Good. So you've got a particular story, haven't you? And you've um, been looking at some of the figures for me. And, I, and some of the stuff around the peripheries. Yes. Um, I mean, a lot of these figures won't really be, the veterans won't be interested in the figures. They just want help, don't they, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, statistically, the government, I think, are failing veterans where none of this is being recorded. Um, and, you know, they've, we've had many conflicts over the years for them to be able to do that but um it, again it's like the veterans don't matter um which is which is wrong totally wrong really um yeah i mean one of the uh groups veterans against suicide uh they um i uh, follow them on uh, Facebook and see what they do uh, and they have brought out a ice card I don't know if you've heard of that Tim have you no an ice card um, it's an ice card it's a number you can carry round they hand it out to veterans and if they need any help they can call this number it's just one another way I think another alternative to the Samaritans um mm. 
I mean, there's there are a lot more groups out there now than there used to be. Um, I mean, the government really are failing, um, or the system is failing veterans, but a lot of fellow veterans have seen the problems that their comrades have had, and they are there's a lot of them out there now trying to help in any way that they can and and in the, with their experience which i think is brilliant um a lot of this a lot of the suicide rates i think are tied in with you know a lot of veterans who end up being homeless um homeless and suicide i think go hand in hand i don't know how you feel about that tim yeah i think um that has a, a lot to do with it at the moment um, I'm say I'm down here in Gosport, and there's a group mm. just down in the high street called C2U that mm. uh, see a lot of veterans, a lot of homeless veterans in the area, um, and mm. they're helping them out with food. They're helping them out with trying to get com accommodation, work, and that sort of thing. Um, so mm. they're doing a lot at the moment to be able to to, to get in there um, with local veterans. Um, there's also uh, another group that, uh, well, it's, 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 I think it's a national group, but we've got a big following here in um, in Gosport. Uh, I'll just bring them up. Called Veterans Outreach Support, and yeah, what they lovely. do, is they they support veterans across the piece. Uh, once a month, on I think it's a Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the month, they have a drop-in centre where they get yeah. all the, the, the agencies in uh, to help out veterans. Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd dip over there. In fact, I, I, I was over there last month and um, they just happened to have Veterans UK uh, there who gave me some advice uh, and hopefully I'll get a little bit of extra support from it. Um, see Good. whether it happens or not, but you yeah. know, it it these things take time. But the, the, they had the Samaritans there. They had um, the local councils. They they had lots of different agencies there that are specifically mm. there to help veterans. Um, mm. And it was and it was busy. And these guys put on lots of stuff throughout the month. So if you're in the the Hampshire area. These guys uh, are really good, and they have drop-ins all over the place. Um, the Isle of Wight. There's there's a group here in, in, in just outside Gosport in Stubbington. They meet once every once a week on a Thursday uh, for a couple of hours and uh, buns and stickers and that sort of thing. There's another group um, that meet up at Lee Hub first Wednesday of the month, and uh, they do a lot for veterans. So. We've got great support here in, in Hampshire, particularly for, for, for our veterans. Mm. Well, um, I mean, there's there's not as many in Dorset, but you've got someone, uh, there's a, um, a a chap who runs the Veterans Hub in Weymouth. And he does things very similarly to what you've just said uh, with having a lot of veterans come in. He has different, um, uh, like the Samaritans and... Uh, employment um people come in uh people to help with housing and all sorts of thing and he's he's very good and next door he's got a veteran shop uh and a little while ago 
um, I took bags and bags of clothing uh, down there to the shop and anything they raise in that shop goes to to the veterans, which I to the charity, which is brilliant. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's it's getting there, I think, Tim, but it's it's awareness. Um, and I think there'll always be veterans who fall through the cracks, but it's minimising it as much as possible um, than what it used to be. Uh, that you know, for for crisis helplines, I know there's the Samaritans, but there's also another Facebook group called Shout Out to Veterans twenty four seven, which is a crisis help group. And if you click on their link it will send a direct message to them privately and you're able to talk to someone 24-7. So that's another help um, other than the Samaritans. Because, you know, the Samaritans are lovely, but they're not perhaps veteran-orientated. And while suicide is a suicide, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think veteran suicide is a slightly different implications and why they're doing it why they feel they have to do that How, what do you think on that tim i i think there's probably more veterans um feeling that way and there's lots of contributing facts why a veteran feels yes. that way um yeah when 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 you're in the forces you you i wouldn't say you you, you sort of wrapped up in cotton wool so much but You've got that support network around you. You've got all the guys. Um, you've got the, the camaraderie. You've got the banter. You've got um, guys of a, a certain mindset. When you come out, you're kind of, it's like having a rug pulled from under you. And when yeah. I first, for instance, when I first left the, the army, I found it difficult. I found working in a civilian environment really really frustrating mm. they just don't have that can-do mindset come five o'clock that's it the pin comes out or off whether the mm. job's finished or not and, and I, mm. I found that really difficult at first to deal with um which is why i ended up going back into the army <laughs> did you go and, from uh, school tim did you join the army from yeah, school I, I, I kind of joined almost straight from school. Um, when I left school, I, I had about six weeks before I, I could join the army. And um, the first job I got was uh, in Lone Star, which was a toy factory. And I was working on a hand press, just putting mm. wheels on little, <laughs> little metal cars. Um, oh, wow. I lasted three days. Okay. I lasted three days. I you lasted three. <laughs> but do you think that... Um veterans who have gone in from school and have just had they've not had job experience but they've just they've been in the army for however long and then they come out as opposed to someone who goes in perhaps they've done a few jobs then they go in do you think there's a difference in how they can cope with things when they leave there's possibly there, there, there is that possibility that they do have a little bit more experience. So, I mean, some, some I, I know guys that have come in because um, I joined as a junior soldier at sixteen. So mm. for me, it was it was kind of all I knew. And 
guys were coming in at sort of 18, 19 year olds into, into adult training and had a little bit of work experience. Um, they had slightly different attitude to what we did. I mean, we didn't know any better. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's mm. basically the way it, <laughs> it drilled into us. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think had you, had had a little bit of life experience beforehand, you may have coped a bit better coming out. Um, but it, it's, it, it hasn't changed. I mean, if, if anything, I think it's probably got worse um, on the outside. People really don't give a monkey's about work. Um, as long as they mm. get in uh, the tuppence opening at the end of the week, um, mm. they, they, they do the bare minimum uh, and walk away. And they don't See, that's have. That's not me. That's, I think that's. I, I think that's that's probably the reason that the government, whenever there's a crisis, turn directly at first port of call, get the military and sort it out. Exactly. Yep. Because they'll I mean, get look, it done. Look, look at look at the pandemic when they were rolling out mm. the uh, the vaccines. Look at um, a few years ago we had some serious flooding in Caterham or just outside Caterham mm. on the A22. Got yeah. the, the, got the, in fact, London District. They got the guards in there, and they they were there building sandbags, sticking walls in to to hold back the the river and everything like that because there was so much water, uh, and it was yeah. there for weeks. But they called the military to sort it out because the local council couldn't do it. No, so that's right. I think that's that's the, the mindset that the military have is that they get them in first, and and mm. because they'll get the job done. So, uh, yeah, I mean, do you think the the army is when when they release uh, soldiers back into civilian life? There's, it's like there you go. There's your there's your red book. Um, thanks very much. Off you go. There's no. Well, there might be a little bit, but there's no help to get them back into civilian society or to adjust. They have to find their own way. Yeah, I think um, my last job as a welfare officer, we dealt with transition quite a bit. And that was one of the things that, that we worked with a transition officer. Um, there was a transition yeah. officer in, in central London uh, in, in horse guards. We dealt a lot with him, with guys that were, were transitioning out. out. I think guys that are going out on their time, that have served their time, um, get the, 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 the package. And there's a package right. that they put them through. They get some training. Um, you get some courses to, 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 go, uh, to go back into civil street. There's not a busting amount of uh, help for accommodation and stuff like that. No. Guys that are going out on, on medical-type discharge, there's... There's quite a lot of help. Um, there's, there's a whole sort of, there's the um, PRC, personal, um, PRUs, personal recovery units that have dedicated um, staff to help transition guys out that have been injured, um, that are going out in a medical discharge. They get a massive amount of help. Um, mm. Likewise, they, they they go on to help for heroes and they get loads and loads of support. The guy that, that, that that's going out that's done their time doesn't get the same 
amount of assistance. Um, mm. And that's possibly wrong, I think. Um, but guys do feel that once once they've left, they've had the rug pulled under them, they go through this mindset that, 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 that the frustration, they, they, they struggle sometimes with, with just coping with civilian life, which is which is tragic, really. Um, yeah. And that's when the sort of and and then if they they start then developing some of the mental health issues that they they've seen while they've been in. Because sometimes mm-hmm. when you're in it, it, it you don't it, you're just there doing the job and and all the stuff that you've seen um, you just put to the back of your mind and you just you have to switch off, don't on. you, Tim? You, you yeah. switch off to it, and you, and, you, and, mm. and the training kicks in. You just get on with the job. Mm. Once all that's gone, phew, that's when it starts to to sort of creep back in and start manifesting itself into to dark mm. periods in, in your life. You start having a, a the odd drink in, in the evening, and then it, it starts getting out of hand. Then you start then then things start sort of unraveling, and you start having I mean rucks where you're nearest and dearest, and before you know it. You're out on your ear. You're on the street uh, on your jack, <laughs> living off your wits, um, from from one bottle of spirit to the next. Um, and before yeah. you know it, you, you're in a hell of a state. And and that's the the the, the, the unfortunate part of um, when you're transitioning out and and you haven't dealt with um, stuff you've seen when you've been in. Mm. Nowadays, I mean. Um, there's an awful lot of help and assistance while you're in for dealing with um, trauma. Um, when you're on operations, particularly, there's um, there's a trim process that they put you through. When when you've been in com- contact, you've lost mates and stuff like that. The trim team comes in and they take you through mm. that process and they're keeping an eye on you, um, and that helps. Um, and I think that is going to help a lot of guys in the not too different distant future. It's the the group before that, um, the 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 days of sort of, I, I guess the Balkans days the, when yeah. we were in the, the Balkans, when Kosovo, um, Bosnia, mm. guys. Were, I mean, it, it it was still a stigma to talk about mental health issues then. Um, yes, and and then and then coming forward, that, that then starts manifesting itself into into suicide, where where suicide is still still a stigma to this day. It's still people find it difficult dealing with somebody that's committed suicide or tried to commit suicide. They're still dealt different, and they shouldn't be. Um, mm. Suicide is a mental health condition. That, yeah. that it's the same as any other problem. And although you can't see mental health issues, they are probably worse than a physical condition. Mm. I mean, you break a leg, you, you, <laughs> you go and get it fixed. You break your mind. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and the system is broke. I mean, the system is under so much pressure. And we were mm. saying earlier about um, combat stress, for instance, they are under so much pressure. They they had to close their doors, yeah, to taking yeah. on new cases. Mm. But there's there there are a lot of other 
agencies out there that can help. Um, and, yeah. and anybody that is struggling, I urge them to, to, to get out there and, and, and seek the help. There, there is so much help out there. So many people nowadays understand the problems that you, you, you're going through. And there's mm. so many veterans charities out there, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe. Well over 2,000. Mm. Um, veterans which is good that, and there a lot of them are run by other veterans aren't they Tim yeah um, mm. and they're, they're run by guys that have been through it that have been through yeah. the mill that have had those difficult times in their lives mm. but nothing's made this is only through finding out yourself about who these people are because before I had problems with mental health I didn't know any of these um, groups existed. Uh, and it's only through looking into this and networking and, and going down and talking to people at the Veterans Hub and SAFA that I found these other groups, splinter groups off of um, this, that are more, um, that are smaller and they can help with housing and, you know, just chatting to people I mean, it really, we want to be helping veterans before they get to the stage of feeling that there's no way out for them. And I think that's that's a huge hole that um, needs to be filled. Um, Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. A, a lot of veterans don't know about a lot of these groups. It's how you... Um, move that over to, or, or get make them aware of these charities and groups so they know who to go to yeah mm. and I think that's something that, um, that they, they, they try and highlight as much as they can when, when you're transitioning out they, you, you, you go and see the, the resettlement officer and um, he will give you uh, a sort of uh, an hour brief, and it, it's just belt fed, and he'll give you a mm. pack of stuff, and 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 away you go, and <laughs> and and your mind's not really in it, really isn't um, mm. when you get your resettlement brief, and, and and unless you're you're prolific about reading through all the stuff, then yeah. It's one of those things that um, the, 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 the information's there, but nine, to, nine times out of ten, guys don't take it in. Um, no. So consequently, no. when they come out, there's a lot more on their minds about um, finding a job, finding somewhere to live, and, and, and coping, just coping with um, life in general, that they forget that it's it's funny when when guys leave the military yeah they kind of fall into two categories one they don't want to, nothing to do with it until sort of mm. about 20 years later um that they they realize that they have been missing it and there are like-minded guys 20 years on that want to be in touch again and that's when yeah. they start coming to the gatherings and stuff like that and there's, there's yeah. guys that, that, that really struggle and, and just want something to, to keep, just want to keep it going and start going to some of these groups. Mm. So that's, that's the two things that it falls into. Yeah. 
it's um, so Valletta. What what I'm going to do now is I'm going to drop you down. I'm going to bring in one of the other guests shortly. Thank Lovely. you so much so far, and um, we'll bring you okay, back in welcome. a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Thank we're going to break the show up once once we we finished, we're going to put it into four half an hour slots. Just going okay. to give a bit of plug for what's going on now. The 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 Thursday uh, live streams that we do are fairly um, serious subjects. Yep. So what I've decided to do is on a Tuesday, we're going to have a fun night. So <laughs> we started off a quiz, fun facts and channel reviews on a Tuesday with myself and Keith. Um, Keith's my little co-host who helps us out. He's the one working in the background tonight. Um, yeah, keep wonderful. Keep an eye on the chat. So if you've got um, if you've got any questions for us, if you've got any comments, please put them in the chat box. Um, we'll appreciate uh, you guys getting involved. Ask us questions. It's a serious subject that we're trying to normalise and bring into to the the real world. Then next Thursday, the one you've been waiting for, the archaeological special. This one we had to unfortunately postpone due to um, uh, our late majesty, um, our blessed queen, dying on us. Um, so we, we pulled out of the very last second. Um, and there you go. So that's what's coming up there next week. Then if I just jump to here... Um, the week after, the 13th, the 13th, we're still looking at um, a, a little special. Hopefully, it's going to involve dogs. I'm just waiting for the guys to confirm that one. Probably going with a, 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 a Q&A the following week, which will be fun. <laughs> They're always fun. We always get some strange questions coming in. The following week, I'm working on another little project. Um, whether it'll come to fruition or not, not sure. But as it does, I'll, I'll let you know. And then the 3rd of November, I've got, uh, at the moment, two American fighter pilots coming in. And I'm hoping to get a couple of UK fighter pilots as well. And we're going to look at um, the processes that they go through uh, for their type of trim when they've been out bombing their crap out of places. Uh, so we're going to have a look at those. Drop that down. That's me back again. Um, hang on, I've got to switch around. <laughs> Loosen the plot. You can also support me by uh, maybe buying us a little coffee occasionally. Wouldn't help. Uh, here's the link. The Tim Heal Thirsty Thursday live stream from 7 until 9 weekly. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.